Welcome, friends. I'm Reverend Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Re Reflections for August 4, 2023. Today's New Testament lesson is from Romans chapter 9, verses 6 to 13. Who's in charge? I'm not saying that the promise of God has failed, for not all the people of Israel are the people of God, nor are all of Abraham's descendants the children of God. God said to Abraham, It is through Isaac that you will have the descendants I promised you. This means that the children born in the usual way are not the children of God. Instead, the children born as a result of God's promise are regarded as the true descendants. For God's promise was made in these words, At the right time I will come back, and Sarah will have a son. And this is not all. For Rebekah's two sons had the same father, our ancestor Isaac. But in order that the choice of one son might be completely the result of God's own purpose, God said to her, The older will serve the younger. He said this before they were born, before they had done anything either good or bad. So God's choice was based on his call, and not on anything they had done. As the scripture says, I loved Jacob, but I hated Esau. Good News Translation My friend, I want to break this to you as gently as possible, yet as straightforward as I can. Neither you nor I are in control or in charge. Any semblance of control we think we have is merely a delusion. Now, before you push back, it's important to make the distinction between control and responsibility. We are to own our decisions and take responsibility for their outcome. The Bible describes this as self-control. Titus 2 verses 11 to 12 says, God's saving kindness has appeared for the benefit of all people. It trains us to avoid ungodly lives filled with worldly desires so that we can live self-controlled, moral, and godly lives in this present world. Attempting to control others is not our job. Never was, is not now, never will be. All of that is God's business. God makes choices. This was the, the Apostle Paul's point to the church at Rome. The congregation was a volatile mix of Jew and Gentile. There was some bad history between them that stretched back centuries. Yet here they were together in one church, worshiping Jesus. Paul made a responsible choice to step into the mess between them and let each group know something important. It is neither their choice about who's in and who's out as God's people, nor their choice about how someone gets in to start with. Those sorts of decisions are God's choice. The Jews needed to know that Gentiles are in the kingdom because God does the work of choosing, calling, and including Gentiles just as much as Jews. The Gentiles needed to know that they were not replacing Jews as chosen people. The point? God chooses whomever he darn well pleases to choose, and the choice is not up to you nor me. This speaks on so many levels about how to conduct ourselves with one another in the church. The foundation of all good church dynamics is the recognition that God is the one who calls and gathers people together. 
That always needs to be the starting point in our relations with each other. The church is not a random collection of persons who just happen to be in the same place at the same time. God puts us where we are. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. The church is a covenantal community. Believers in Jesus are receiving the blessings first promised by God's covenant relationship with Abraham in the Old Testament, that all nations would be blessed by grace through faith. God is committed to acting on their behalf through election, adoption, and redemption. The new covenant community, the church, receives the promises of God and exists to follow Jesus Christ in all things. Again, the church is not a voluntary society like every other human institution on earth. Rather, the church is the divinely called community of the redeemed, whom God has joined through the Spirit to Christ. Therefore, an individual, theologically speaking, does not join a church. Instead, God joins the church to Jesus. The Nicene Creed, put together in the fourth century um, describes the church with four identifying marks. First, the church is one. The unity of the church comes from God's covenant people being in fellowship with the Lord through Jesus and the Spirit. This unity is expressed through the bond of love and a common worship that includes the spiritually forming practices of preaching, liturgy, and sacraments. Since believers serve a triune God of Father, Son, and Spirit, who exists in unity, so Christians are to work toward maintaining their unity through the bond of peace. Second, the church is holy. The church is holy by virtue of Christ's finished work. Therefore, the members of the church are saints, called by God to live in holiness and participate with him in carrying out his purposes on earth. As God is holy, so believers are to be holy in all they do. Since Christians are holy through God's justification in Christ, so the church's saints must uphold justice in the world. Third, the church is Catholic, with a little c. This means that God's people are found in all parts of the world throughout times in history including every race, class, gender, and ethnicity. Since the church includes all kinds of people from different cultures, these believers must work together. The church, across all kinds of denominations, ought to minister together to the total life of all people through gospel proclamation and good works done in the Spirit. And fourth, the church is apostolic. Apostolic means to be sent. The church is not only a people who are gathered for worship and teaching. They are also sent into the world as salt and light to those who are in darkness. Where the church goes, the rule and reign of Jesus goes with them, so that the gospel is spread to all nations. O sovereign God, you choose whomever you want to include in your kingdom. 
Allow me to see Jesus in each person you call and save, so that I can love and encourage them in the faith, which is mutually and graciously given to us all, through Christ our Lord and the ministry of the Holy Spirit.